0: just before i started recording this video my allergies have started up the last couple days actually while i was traveling my allergies started going crazy so i'm gonna try not to sneeze through this video so bear with me in the book of exodus chapter 26 that's where we left off well we left off in chapter 25 but now we're moving on to chapter 26 and i'm not gonna lie This is things that are way above my head. Uh, I'm going to try to cover this the best way I possibly can. I know to some, these portions might seem a little boring because I'm going to be reading a bunch of details about the construction of the tabernacle. Now, all of this matters. I'm going to explain in the beginning why all of it matters, but I will fully admit I do not understand it all. I mean, I understand enough to know and grasp the construction of the tabernacle, but the tabernacle is a figure of the heavenly tabernacle. And I have a little bit of thoughts on that, but nothing, you know, really too deep. So the book of Exodus chapter 26 and verse one. Let's get into this. All right. uh, Exodus. 26 and verse 1 the bible says more ever thou shalt make the tabernacle with ten curtains of fine twined linen and blue and purple and scarlet with the cherubims and uh with, with cherubims of cunning work shalt thou make them now You might ask why I say that the tabernacle is a representation of a heavenly tabernacle. And that's because the Bible actually says that itself. In the book of Hebrews uh, chapter eight and verse two, the Bible says a minister of the sanctuary and the true tabernacle. Which the Lord pitched, not man. In Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 8 and 9. Let me try that again. Hebrews chapter 9, yeah, verse 8 and 9. All right, the Bible says, The Holy Ghost, this signifying that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest. While as the first tabernacle was standing, which was a figure of the time, then present in which were offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did the service perfect as pertaining to the conscience. And the same chapter in verse 24 for Christ is not entered into The holy place is made with hands, which are the figure figures of the true, but into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God for us. Now, I had some thoughts and some things I wondered about the tabernacle mentioned in the book of Exodus chapter 26 and verse one. And one of the thoughts I had. Well, before before I mention that thought, I'm going to read the definition of the word tabernacle. Very simple tent or a temporary habitation. And the Hebrew word there is Mishkan, which means dwelling place. Now, we know that the first tabernacle, as said in the book of Hebrews, is a, a picture, a figure of the true tabernacle now i also not only do i wonder if this is talking about well we know it's talking about the tabernacle in heaven but i also wonder if it's talking about the dwelling place of the holy spirit that tabernacle being our physical bodies and i wonder if you were to go deep and really go back and forth and break down the different things mentioned about the tabernacle if you can find parallels between the tabernacle and the physical body, which is the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit when a person gets saved. Anyway, verse two, the length of one curtain shall be eight and twenty cubits and the breadth of the curtain four cubits and every one of the curtains shall have one measure So the length, obviously, how long and a breadth is how wide. So a cubit. So here's the interesting thing about the cubit. So when you look up a cubit, there were different there were different um, measurements ascribed to cubit, depending on what uh, what time and what people group you were talking about. Right. So the ancient Greeks had their measurement of of a cubit. The Egyptians had their measurement of a cubit. Um, the children of Israel had their representation of a cubit and the Islamic world back during that time also had their representation of a cubit. So when reading this, so the classic wisdom would say, okay, well, this is obviously, uh, an Israeli or the children of Israel's cubit. I tend to disagree. And there is a reason I disagree they just came out of the land of Egypt, right? Now, yes, they are established as a people, but they haven't established a kingdom yet. Right. So they don't have a, a, a lot of formal things established. So what I believe this cubit is, is in my personal opinion, this is what we call um, the ancient Egyptian royal cubit. And here's the reason that I believe that's what it is. If you go to the book of Acts uh, chapter chapter 7 and verse 20 and 22 or 20 through 22, in which time Moses was born and was exceeding fair and nourished up, in his father's house three months, and when he was cast out, Pharaoh's daughter took him up and nourished him for her own son and Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in words and deeds. so he was educated in Egypt, so I believe this cubit right here was actually the ancient Egyptian royal cubit. And that measurement for the ancient I know this is kind of getting into the weeds for the ancient Egyptian royal cubit was uh uh what is it 20.61 to 20.83 inches. So I know probably irrelevant one way or another but that that's kind of what I think. At least not that my thoughts really mean much, but I believe that follows at least a, a sound biblical thought. All right. So where are We are We're in verse two. So the length of the curtain shall be eight and 20 cubits and a breadth of the curtain, four cubits. And every one of the curtains shall have one measure. OK, so that would be 28 cubits would be. 48.9 feet long and four cubits wide would be 6.87 feet wide so 48.09 feet long and 6.87 feet wide that's that was the measurement of these curtains right here the five curtains shall be coupled together one to another and five curtains shall be coupled together one to another so we have two groups of five curtains coupled together collectively they make 10 you have uh let's see so let's go back so it says five curtains so okay going all the way back verse 2 the length of one curtain shall be 8 and 20 cubits and the breadth of one curtain four cubits and every one of the curtains shall have one measure and in verse one that's when we found that there was ten curtains um made with fine twine linen all right so the five curtains coupled together with the other five curtains and in verse four thou shalt make loops of blue upon the edge of one curtain from the uh, from the selvage in the coupling and likewise shalt thou make in the uttermost edge of another curtain in the uh the coupling of the second fifty loops shalt thou make in the one curtain and fifty loops shalt thou make in the edge of the curtain that is Uh, that is in the coupling of the second that the loops may take hold one of another. So he's instructing them on how exactly to attach these curtains. So, you know, some of these words I didn't know, so I had to look up and that word selvedge, is the edge of a cloth where it is closed by complication, uh, or the threads, a woven border, or a border of the clothes works so these loops are supposed to be added to the the edge or the borders of these curtains and it's supposed to be 50 loops 50 loops on one on one side and 50 loops on the other side to attach the curtains and they're going to have in verse six, and thou shalt make 50 tatches of gold and couple the curtains together with tatches and it shall be one tabernacle. So tatches that, uh, that is something used for taking hold or holding a catch, a loop or a button. So these are attachment points. So you got 50 blue loops with 50 golden attachment points on each you know on each side of the curtains where they attach and those those attachment points are going to be how those what those blue edges attach to so that seems fairly simple and like i said i don't really understand how exactly uh all of this matters as far as what exactly they represent I haven't got that far yet. And that's why I said some of this stuff is definitely getting into the weeds and definitely going way above my head. The best I can do is just look this stuff up and at least at a bare minimum, try to understand what the tabernacle looked like from the explanation. Luckily for us, we have many websites and many tools whereby we can use in this day and age where you can look up people who've built models of the tabernacle so you can in some ways to some degree you can see almost exactly what this looked like all right so in verse 7 and thou shalt make curtains of goats hair to be a covering upon the tabernacle 11 curtains shalt thou make now it's funny That the the skins of goats is used to cover the tabernacle. And this is kind of why I say I wonder if the tabernacle not only was a representation of the heavenly tabernacle, but I also wonder if it was a representation of the body. Right. Because when a person gets saved, your body is now the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. This is the tabernacle. Verse eight: The length of the one curtain shall be thirty cubits, and the breadth of the one curtain four cubits. And the eleven curtains shall shall all be of one measure. Alright, so thirty cubits would be fifty-one point five two, five two, fifty-one and a half, pretty much feet long, and the four cubits again would be uh, six point eight feet or 6.8 feet long and six feet wide. Uh, Verse nine, thou shalt couple five curtains by themselves and six curtains by themselves. And thou shalt, uh, and the six curtains in the forefront of the tabernacle. So it's 11 curtains. So they're, the way they're joined is you got five together and you have six together. These numbers mean something. Like I said, this is way above my head as far as all of the different intricate meanings. And I'm sure there's many videos out there where there's scholars explaining this to the nth degree. I looked as, as far as I can look right now without really going too deep. And this is, you know, just pretty much an overview. Verse 10 and 11. And thou shalt make 50 loops on the edge of the one curtain. That is the out the outmost in the coupling and 50 loops in the edge of the curtain which couple at the second and thou shalt make 50 tatches of brass and put the tatches into the loops and couple the 10 together that it may be one so the same kind of attachment points you have for the other curtains you pretty much have for these as well verse 12 and the remnant of the curtains of the tent the half curtain that remaineth shall hang over the back side of the tabernacle. So, if you, you remember, this is an odd number, so that 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 odd number off is going to hang on the back of the tabernacle because it was eleven, um, thirteen, and a cubit of the one side and a cubit on the other side. So, remember, a cubit being twenty point either. I got to look back at my notes. 20.61 to 20.83 inches. Um, All right. So read it again. And a cubit on the one side and a cubit on the other side of that, which remaineth in the length of the curtains of the tent. It shall hang over the sides of the tabernacle on this side and on that side to cover it. And thou shalt make coverings for the tent of ram skins dyed red and a covering above of badger skins. Again, I do not think it is a coincidence that animal skins were used to cover uh, to make the curtains which cover the tabernacle. Again, these things kind of get into the weeds. And I've heard in the past, I definitely have heard some people do some really deep dives and expositions on the different things concerning the tabernacle. There's a man that I used to listen to all the time years ago, J Vernon McGee. He has a actually has a Bible app called through the Bible radio. He died many years ago, but he goes through the Bible verse by verse, uh, different sermons. He did it over the course of years, goes through the whole Bible, pretty expository not, it's not really too like above your head. And he doesn't, I mean, he gets deep sometimes, but he doesn't go like crazy deep. You know, you, you listen to some preachers and it's like, man, I'm going to need to sit down for four hours just to break down what you just said. I think Jay Vernon McGee actually kept it pretty simple, probably a good resource to use. Uh, and I believe that he has an app on the app store. I haven't used it in years. Like I said, through the Bible radio, and you can listen to all of those, All of those sermons for free on that app. But yeah, the tabernacle, a picture of a physical representation of something that could not be seen with the eye at this time. And there are many things throughout the Old Testament that are this exact way. Physical representations of spiritual things don't understand it all i think there's many people who don't understand it all but many of these things can be explained and can be understood if you read through the bible looking at certain areas which call back to these things like we just found in the book of hebrews anyway y'all know what it is stay frosty people